Farmer Ventures, the deal experts. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Farmer Ventures podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about drug pricing. We all know drugs are very expensive and we see in the newspapers on a fairly regular basis that the latest and greatest drug, whilst being very, very successful, hopefully in curing patients, is going to cost a fortune. How do we get to that point? Is it, is it decided by pharmaceutical companies and some secretive body in dark rooms? And does it happen right at the end of the process when the drug's about ready for market? Well, today to unravel these mysteries and tell us all about it and how it does actually happen, I'm joined by Rafe Hughes, Vice President at Pharma Ventures. Rafe, welcome. Hi there, Adrian. Thanks for having me. I look forward to uh, talking about this today. So, Rafe, um, you joined Pharma Ventures, but... Um, and pricing reimbursement, market access, that's your area of speciality. Tell us a little bit about your part and how you come to be a specialist in that area. Yeah, thanks, Adrian. Yeah, no, for the last uh, several years, I've been working in pricing and market access uh, and also in health economics and outcomes research. I started out as a, a health economist, you know, working with NICE. Um, and throughout various years, I've worked at different pharma companies, um, assessing medicines, trying to get medicines through uh, reimbursement challenges, talking to payers, and also setting pricing strategies and um, trying to make sure that our, our drugs uh, are priced at the value that they represent. Let's start with an easy one then. We've used various terms in there, and you mentioned NICE as well, and I think we're all familiar with those, and, and clearly you've interacted with them. Pricing, reimbursement, market access, what exactly does it mean? Well, it's a good question, Adrian. You're right. There's a lot of terminology and jargon in this space. But let me just break it down quite simply. So when an asset comes to market and launches, the insurance companies uh, and health systems have to decide how to pay for it. They want to reimburse a drug so that it is available to patients at an affordable level. The drug company, therefore, has to negotiate that price with the health system. From now on, I'm going to start talking about health system as payers. Another piece of jargon for you there. The price that they negotiate will determine the level of reimbursement, and that means how much the patient copay might be, what population the drugs might be used in, or any administrative barriers that might be in their way. And that helps payers limit their expenditure and protect their budgets. So there's a balance being established here between the price and the reimbursement restrictions, which will drive for a company profitability, market share, and revenues. The strategy, data de development, and implementation of this whole price negotiation is what we call market access. In other words, the price required to gain access to the market. Right. And does that, does that vary uh, in different territories? So is it, is it different here in the UK? You mentioned NICE. And what about the rest of Europe and you know, the, the big beast, uh, USA? Are they the same or are they different? There's a wide mix of different health systems. And the way that they interact and the way that they contract and buy drugs varies very widely. So really building your strategy when you come to launch a drug around the different markets you're trying to enter and understanding how that how that system is set up is incredibly important for making sure that your drug isn't over restricted and gets a, a price that is that, that, that is acceptable. 
Right. And you said an interesting word there uh, when you, you launch your drug. And mm. is, is that the, when people start thinking about um, what price am I going to get? Because I've done all my science and my drug's better than anybody else's. So is that the, when they go and talk to the insurers and other people and say, I want this price and they laugh or what happens? <laughs> I think I think sadly that is all too often true, in fact, Adrian. Um, often people aren't thinking about um, market access and pricing early enough. 50% of the products that fail to meet market expectations do so because their market access was, was insufficient. If you wait until your product is at the end of a phase three and then start doing your pricing work, all of the data that you've developed um, is fixed. You can't change any of that data. But if you think about this early or early enough, you can set up your clinical trial so that it collects the type of data that payers, health insurance companies, and health systems care about. They look at data in different ways to the regulator. They look at things like um, making sure that the outcomes are relevant to patients. Uh, they want to look at the comparator to make sure that it's the most relevant standard of care comparator. They want to see real-world data. These are things that the regulators look at in a very different way. So if you've developed your data in one way and the payers say, where's this data that I was expecting? And you haven't developed it because you haven't thought about um, what's going to happen when you try and get reimbursement. It's going to be quite difficult to then back calculate. And you're doing a lot of backpedaling at that point to try and uh, to try and get yourself to a price. So the earlier you start, to my mind, the better. Um, so you can develop your drug with commercialization in mind. Use the right endpoints, the right comparators, and get strong market access. So if you're a, if you're a, a scientist, and I'm not suggesting scientists should be thinking necessarily about what price their drug is going to get, but they will think about the mechanisms of action of, of a particular uh, compound and how it affects the biological pathways and, and gives an outcome, hypothetical, that will benefit patients. Um, and they will do experiments to go down and get to that endpoint. And if they find a bit of data, they'll deviate one way or the other. But they've got the ultimate endpoint. So is, is what you're saying uh, that you need to kind of do the same thing for, for pricing and reimbursement? Because if you set off on your journey um, and for the sake of argument, you take route one or the M6, if we're here in the UK, there's only a limited number of places you can go. Uh, whether you drive at 70 miles an hour or, or 100 miles an hour. So you need you need to think about um, actually where's the best place for me to go, um, not where if I step on this road, I'll, I'm going to end up here anyway. Is that is that a reasonable kind of analogy? <laughs> it's, I like your analogy. Uh, it's an interesting one. You know, a scientist should be thinking about the science. The drug development should be driven by where the science is going because if you don't do that you're not going to get a good drug but when thinking about when it gets into the clinic and when you need to start thinking about okay how am i going to commercialize this this asset ultimately we need to be thinking with our destination in mind um, the destination is getting this drug to as many patients as possible so that they can benefit from it and there's a lot of barriers between preclinical and and getting that to to patients, so doing the work early um, is 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 extremely important and extremely valuable. Not only for the development, but also you know we at Pharma Ventures are, are really often very interested in deals and, and doing deals. So your commercialization partner 
the partner who who might be keen to do a deal with a smaller biotech, for example, they want to feel confident that the drug that's being developed can get to the patient. They can get um, strong market access. And so making sure that that work is done early can be very reassuring to that to that to that partner and can drive a successful deal. So my mantra is early, early, early. The earlier you start, the better so that you can develop that drug. You know, some, some might argue that um, that you need more data. But I say that you even in preclinical in some situations, you know, say you've got a platform technology and you're trying to choose the right indication. Well, Obviously, that's important in terms of where is the drug going to be most efficacious, but also we need to think about the market potential and the market access. So who's our comparator and what kind of outcomes can I measure? Because payers care about the unmet need and they care about the in-indications where there are strong and relevant patient endpoints. So, so absolutely, I think um, thinking with the end in mind rather than just starting out and seeing where it leads you, I think is, is, is the right way to go. Right. It's certainly the right way to get to somewhere you're trying to get to. <laughs> and that's a valuable endpoint rather than, exactly. uh, than, than just anywhere. You, you said there that the, the aim of the game is to get this to as many patients as possible, but some, some would argue that pharma are really more interested in getting it to the patients where they can make the most money. Is that a cynical view or, or do, you, do you think it's a mix of both? There may be some companies where that is the case, but I think by and large, and certainly the companies that I've worked in in the past, have been interested in the patients and in, are interested in making sure patients get access to their medicine. Drug companies are in the business of making drugs. And in order to make drugs, you need money. That is just a fact of, of the way the system works. So in order to make money, you've got to price your drugs appropriately. And if there is a small patient population, let's say it's a rare disease or an orphan condition, and that's normally where you hear these high, very high drug prices, in order to get the return on investment um, so that they can reinvest it in new medicines, they often need to price it high. The other thing that we, one we don't think about necessarily is the value of the medicine. So these drugs are bringing immense value to a patient and the patient's reported outcomes, the patient response to those medicines. So is £500,000 a lot of money for a health system? Yes. But is it a lot of money for, you know, potentially curing a patient or potentially fundamentally changing the quality of life of a patient? You know, I'll let you make your own mind up about that one. But I think it is an incredibly incredibly interesting and difficult discussion but i do genuinely believe that the interests of the patient are at the heart of it ultimately it is about providing medicines that make patients better and winding back to some of the the, the things you said earlier the decisions that scientists and companies make very early on will result in where that drug ends up and the, the sort of patients it can treat and therefore if you make a wrong decision earlier you get a suboptimal population and a suboptimal price therefore you're doing nobody any any sort of huge benefit because you're not making enough money and you're not treating as many patients as you could is that that kind of a fair one i i completely agree with that and you, you said something very very important there which is very much at the heart of everything around pricing and access there is a limited pot of money to go around when drugs are developed there is in general i mean there are fragments and different elements but ultimately there is one customer it is the health system 
And the health system is set up in a way with a limited budget so that it can then provide that health care to its, its patients. Now, if you choose to, to take one medicine, you are saying you can't take something else because there is this limit on the budget. If you add something, you have to take something away. And that's at what's at, at the heart of all the pricing and reimbursement discussions and negotiations. And that's why the value of the medicine is so important and making sure we can communicate that value and we get the, the right price for the right value. So if you're adding a medicine that adds a lot of value, you should be rewarded in terms of price. But you have to be aware that we are replacing something else. So that's why the comparator is so important when we come to do these negotiations and why payers um, are so keen that when you've done your phase three clinical trial, you're comparing against the right thing because that's the thing that they want to be replacing in this health system. So if you haven't thought about that early on and you thought, well, I'm going to develop it and I'm going to compare it against this thing because it's easy to compare it against, well, that may be the, that may be the case. But a payer is going to look at that and say, well, it might have been easy to compare that to, but it was the wrong thing to compare it to. So I'm not going to give you a good price and I'm going to slap a load of restrictions all over your product. And I think that's fair because ultimately there is this limited pot of money and that's what they're there to guard. Very important point there. We at Pharma Ventures, a lot of our clients have got early stage development stage drugs there, preclinical and some even earlier or early clinical stage. And they come to us wanting help with either partnering or, or, or value or, or what's the market landscape look like. Very few of them um, come and say, what's my market access and, and pricing strategy? And, and uh, although we've talked a lot about patients and that they're right at the, 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 the finished end of the product or phase three or whatever, people should be thinking about that at this point. I think that's what, what your, kind of your mantra, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Early, early, early. I think it is really, really important to do it earlier. You know, I mentioned even in preclinical. Now, obviously, you don't need to be doing a massive payer research study. You don't need to be setting your HTA strategy at a preclinical stage. That would be ridiculous and require way too much investment. The level of work you need to do is dependent on the development stage of an asset. So at a preclinical stage or an early clinical stage, you need to be thinking about the market access landscape so that you can set your development path often on, on the right track, or perhaps doing some economically justifiable price modeling to try and identify and try and tease out exact, more or less what your price is going to be. It doesn't need to be set in stone at that point. You need room to be, to be flexible and to grow and to adjust as new data comes online. When you get into phase three, yeah, at that point, it's about HTA strategy, price negotiations, early access programs, real world data development, you know, the, the, the full implementation at that point of getting your getting that access. But if you haven't set the bedrock, if you haven't set the groundwork early on, you're playing catch up by the time you get to phase three. What I'm really trying to say um, here at Pharma Ventures, when we talk to our clients who are in that early stage, is let's do a little bit of market access landscaping, a little bit of modeling, let's let's do some, some fairly light market research, just so that we can target ourselves in the right direction uh, and go the right way. And I think what's really important is if you think about the valuation of your medicine, there are two, well, I mean, there are things like discount rates, which can blow anything out of the water. But but assuming everyone's using the same assumptions, if you're looking at evaluation of a medicine, there are two things that really drive it. It's market share and it's price. And the price 
plays a massive role in the profitability of your medicine. So all that money we wanted to reinvest in new products, a lot of that is being driven by price. So making sure that you've got your price as strong as possible and as early on as possible improves drug development and improves deal size. And that's a very important point because we, we do a lot of valuation work for people at, at Pharma Ventures and, and they want to know what their asset is worth and they want to know that either because they're looking to raise some more money to, to invest in that product and take it to market and do all the things you've, you've, you've talked about there or they're looking to do a deal with one of the bigger guys. And if they're going to do a deal, that's going to be based upon the valuation of that asset. And if we're just taking a flyer on what the pricing is ultimately going to be without doing the things that you've talked about, there's a good chance, well, there's a reasonable chance we'll get it wrong. It'll, it'll be wrong and set too high, you, you're going to lose credibility going and asking for something in the marketplace. Set too low, you're going to give away value. So really, people should be thinking about all these things now and, and building that into the deal process and the, and the deal activity. So it's, it's not just about doing the right things early for your drug. It's also about doing the right things early for creating value and defending value. Absolutely. I used to sit and assess medicines for pharma companies and small biotechs would come and try and have the medicines uh, partnered with some of those big companies that I was working for. And as I did those assessments, those companies that came with a clear idea of uh, how much their product was worth, how much they could price their medicine, um, based on a really strong and clear rationale, were taken much more seriously and we could see the, the value that they were that they were bringing and it also enabled you to to then scan forward and think to commercialization and think okay well maybe this is actually something that can drive a lot of value so being realistic but also thinking about um, how you can drive value early on is key i'll just add controlling the narrative is something we hear about but in this situation we sometimes hear from clients small biotechs for example they say, I will let the partner that I'm negotiating with tell me what the price is because they've got the capability to understand that. And what I find amazing about that is that you are giving away the decision making on what is the value of your product to someone else, to someone who is trying to buy your product. Now, as a buyer, you want to get a low price and as a seller, you want to get a high price. So why would you immediately give away all that negotiating power. It seems kind of crazy to me. So I think controlling that narrative, understanding your price when you're going into that negotiation um, is vital. Now, of course, they will set their price where it is and you'll set your price where it is and you'll end up somewhere in the middle. But that's much better than just accepting their low price, which is inevitably what they would do. That's not, there's nothing cynical about that. That's just how negotiations happen. So I think it's really important to control that narrative. And I would really encourage negotiation partners to be thinking about that element. I think you're right. And, and historically, people have paid much less attention to pricing, reimbursement and market access. Obviously, the main focus, and particularly for early stage companies, is on the science because the science is is the most important thing. It has to, has to work, and there's kind of acknowledgement that we we have to understand the regulatory path and and where, how that takes us forward, and we need to understand who who the patients might be. But I think you're absolutely right. People have, have kind of gone, yeah, but the price will get sorted out later on, and the big guys will do that, and we we don't need to worry about that. But fundamental, you are potentially giving away value and actually undermining what great science you've done, you might have done, and devaluing that. So I think whilst 
we can see pricing and reimbursement is becoming increasingly more important in order to drive value for patients and, and make sure best practices observed. It's also of paramount importance in a deal-making scenario to make sure you as a biotech um, understand it fully and you can, as you say, control the narrative hmm. um, and put yourself in the strongest position to get the best value for you, actually good value for the, the, the partner, and ultimately a great medicine in the hands of, of, of doctors and patients that's, that's going to do good things for them. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Perhaps it's because people are a bit scared. They don't feel they've got the capability uh, or the understanding to try and understand pricing. I did describe it early on as a real mixture of different systems, and that can become quite confusing. So perhaps there are some concerns about, oh, I don't really understand this and or, 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 or whatever it might be. So what you seem to get is, um, I've had some conversations recently, which I found quite interesting. So I had a venture capital investor saying, oh, we don't do the price. We get our, we get our portfolio companies to do the price. Portfolio company says, oh, we don't do the price. We let our partner do the price. And then I spoke to a BD guy for a big company who said, oh, I don't do the price. I talk to my market access person. So all of this can kicking means that a product could be well into phase two, possibly even kicked off phase three before anyone's even stopped and actually had a serious look at the price and a serious look at what impact that price or might have on their market access. And for me, that's problematic. That means we're making drugs that are, uh, have not been properly evaluated early enough so that by the time they come to market, we're suddenly faced with this big challenge when anyone in the know could see it coming. It's, it's there, it's obvious. And, when, and you said right at the beginning, we all hear about high price medicines and, uh, price and drugs failing because they fail to meet expectations. You know, it's there in big red letters. You know, why aren't we doing more about it early on? So, yeah, I completely agree. I think it is about getting it into the hands of patients, but it is also about making sure that uh, we're thinking about it early on and we are we're thinking with our commercialization hats. Now, you're right. Scientists need to focus on the science. That's the important thing. But there are people who know how to do this, this, this type of thing um, and, and know how to provide that support. And so getting out there, talking to some, some advisors ab about how this might be done is a very, very important step in your business evolution. And if you don't have access to market access, as you say, there are, there are people out there like yourself uh, and Pharma Ventures For who example, yeah. come talk to us. We can help you understand that and actually strengthen the, the knowledge and the, the information that you have so that when you go out and partner, uh, you're in a much better position to do the best deal you possibly can. Definitely. Boiling it down, think about it early. Uh, it's never too early, in fact, to think about, about uh, your, your market access and your pricing strategies. It should be viewed along in, on the same sort of uh, level as, as, as regulatory, and everybody knows that's a very important thing and you can't get to market out alongside your commercial strategy because it, it, it will have a, a massive impact later on. And if, if you don't know where to find that information or who to talk to, there are agencies out there. We at Pharma Ventures will be only too pleased to talk to you about how we can help you and get that strategy right. Okay, if you need more information uh, on market access pricing strategy and any other aspects of commercials and deal making, head across to www.pharmaventures.com where you can find everything you need. For information and access to the podcast, head across to www.pharmaventures.com forward slash podcasts.
Tom Adventures, the deal experts.